And now, live from Dining Room Studios in Hollywood, California, it's Thursday on the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes your guest. He's a comedian in the official show Ombudsman. It's David Huntsberger. And he's a writer and co-host of Joe Rogan's favorite podcast, The Gilmore Guys. It's Demi Adijuibe. Chef Jeff is here to make cheap Russian pastries for your holiday butt party. That's right. He's making vodka babka for bupkis to bring to your tukus ruckus. And her husband Daniel saying hop on board the love bus. Say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen. Hello, my little personal pan pizzas. It's me, Allison. Welcome to another exciting Thursday show. And shout out and thank you to Kelly Lundquist from Patreon for submitting that starch, which is often called a carb. I usually call it a carb. I decided to go. I Personal pan pizza? Yeah. I feel like it's got a little bit of everything. It does. But I mean, I I, I put out a call for carbs and I accepted that one. And you think pizza is a starch? It is. Well, the dough. Let's move on. <laughs> I would like to say hello to my guests. <laughs> hello and welcome back. Fresh from Duluth, Ooh. David Huntsberger. Wonderful to be back. We ate our pizzas there. Extra dough, no cheese, no vegetables, and minimal sauce. Just straight up carbs. All the carbs. Thank you for having my back. Sure. Hello and welcome back, Demi Adijuibe. Hello. It's so nice to be back. It is wonderful to be back. You thought that Jeff gave you a nickname before the show started <laughs> because Jeff said corn fed. For reasons I still don't understand. In, he was saying that David Huntsberger's mic check was extra voluminous ah, and like it was a corn, corn fed. fed mic check, but okay, you thought he was addressing you as corn fed and, and I saying, took it. do your mic check. I was <laughs> like, all right, I'm getting corn fed tattooed across my fingers. It's my new name. Oh, Corn so, f- cornfed exclamation point. I was going to say, yes. yeah, where, what about the extra one? Or I lose um, a finger. <laughs> so we need to get into this Joe Rogan Gilmore Guys thing. Oh, yes. I do. Uh, well, I was going to say, I do like Joe Rogan. I want to hear about that. Hello, Daniel Quantz. Hi. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we will get into stuff later. Oh, great. Can't wait. Hi, Jeff. Hey, Allison, you got a little something special going on tonight. I exude mm-hmm. excellence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nailed it. I just have to keep it real. I exude excellence. And also there is... Hang on a second, you guys. I exude <laughs> excellence. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> is that phlegm. what that is? Yeah. I, uh, You're less phlegmy than you were last week, though. It's yeah, but season. still mm-hmm. more than would be desirable yeah i would say the desirable level of phlegm is at like a zero you're on the spectrum the phlegm spectrum i am you guys (laughs) the phlegm spectrum sounds like a terrible like b sci-fi movie (laughs) (laughs) yeah although i'd go see that oh yeah for sure no i'm paying (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna be at san francisco sketch fest doing my podcast my guest is going to be janine groffalo there what there may be other surprises the garoff the garage, the follow, <laughs> the follow. <laughs> That's right. I'm very excited. That will be January 13th at 4 p.m. at the Gateway Theater. Um, please come if you're anywhere near there, or even if you're not anywhere near there, come. Uh, you can get your tickets at sfsketchfest.com. I truly hope that's the URL. I'm, I feel fairly confident that it is. Uh, and also, 
just put up the Patreon bonus episode this month with Greg Heller. It's who's that? He's just a guy. Uh-huh. Yeah. You would recognize him if you saw no, him. No, it was great to see him. He came by. Yeah, it was good something. to see him. And uh, horrible what you did to that fish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen is where you go for that. Okay, so let's see. Daniel, I'm just going to start by putting you on the spot. No, oh, great. I know. It's a bad decision. It is a bad decision. But, but go with it. In keeping with your intro, there was one of your funny word riddle puzzle things that made me laugh oh. recently. <laughs> Do you remember what it was? Um, you're talking about when I was changing him last night or two nights ago? I don't know. I was putting him in the uh, the sleep sack. No, that's no, 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 no. That is also funny. That is, do you want to share that one? That was your, your dad joke album title. Well, this is my, if I were doing a um, comedy album like Andrew Dice Clay's, except it was just as a dad character instead of a wise cracking Jersey guy, it would be like, uh, sleep sack paddywhack, give a dad a break. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. well, it's a clean humor. This is oh like NPR. God. The listeners at home don't get the great visual I just got of you like doing the like exaggerated eye roll head yeah, tilt. Like that's a that's a big part of it. Give I, a dad a break. Dad that a was break. fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your final body language was that of like the billboard for that sitcom for that. <laughs> that's what I aim for. No, I don't know what one you're talking about. There, there was one recently. I was sitting at my computer, and you came in, and you said, "What would?" And I groaned because I knew where it was going. But then I ended up laughing. It was like on someone's name, wasn't it? Mm. Was this just the other night? It was the other night. It was very recent. Oh, it wasn't boy. your deli one though, because that one's good too. Oh, right. That's um. Uh, see, you put me on the spot, and then I have to remember the setup. It's uh, what would you say if you were telling someone about? a newsletter that was published by a, an Indian deli uh, that had gone away but just came back. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't think we're going to guess. Have you heard the new New Delhi... Have you heard the new New Delhi... New, <laughs> have you heard the new New Delhi news news? <laughs> new New Delhi deli. Have you heard the new New Delhi deli news news? <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. New New Delhi deli news There news. was an even better one. Yeah. It'll come to us probably not when we're doing the show. Yeah. That's okay. All right. So how was everyone's Thanksgiving? Oh, wonderful. Same. Very. Yeah, it was nice. Very quiet, peaceful. Although her, my girlfriend's family, uh, her parents had like 20 people over. Oh my. That's a lot of people. a huge family. Yeah. They're all delightful. If that were my family, there'd be a little bit of tension or something like that. But they all get along really well. They're really nice. Just Midwestern folk. Yeah. Good, nice folks. Real, real, uh, real cold out, but that's only for, for them, they were like just wearing maybe a sweater at most. Like flip-flops. <laughs> yeah, they were not uh, put off by it. Snow? There was snow on the ground, yeah, but it, it didn't feel like it was cold enough to keep the snow there. Uh-huh. Like, it's just, it's, when it's in Duluth, it would still be like 60, but the snow's like just hanging around. It wasn't, it never got up to 60, though. I think it was like 40s at the most. The highest. That is great. People were like, oh, this is ideal. Is Duluth like a city, or is it just more of a town, sort of smaller community would you say that's a fantastic question <laughs> <laughs> it's an idea i think of it as yeah more like townish but i think they'd be like we're a city okay. we've, we've got some stuff they got a little airport and they've got this oh. like um 
bridge that goes up so ships can come underneath it and then all the traffic backs up and the bridge goes back oh, down nice. yeah people a gather around to watch it no um, it's i think it's called a lift bridge mm, i'm not even familiar with this kind of bridge Ooh, it's nice do people just go and watch the bridge they do they I stand only... underneath it and take photos of it as it's coming to, it looks like it's going to fall right on their heads and they're just filming underneath I it. feel like complicated bridges should only exist in action movies mm. like just keep it simple just make it go straight over water yeah well here's where they were met with that classic predicament of like we need this waterway yeah we need to go over it we need these boats to go through here as well you should right. make the boats smaller or transparent, like you could go through the boat. <laughs> yeah. You know? That's true. If there were a cloaking device, Feels that like would an, solve everything. <laughs> an engineering problem. Well, yeah. Or why Why do people even make ships anymore? Just make them all submarines. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Ooh. Right? That would be the simple solution. That's right. Go That's the James Cameron water. thinking. Yeah. Just go, go under. <laughs> go under. Yeah. yeah. They still, it's uh, the depth there in that little waterway might struggle with that. Though, and which guys. waterway would this be? This is uh, Lake Superior. This is kind of a bay coming in off Lake Superior. So in order to make the bridges less complicated, we have to make everything else more complicated. Yeah. Which well, wait, how deep fair. do you think it is? Like 10 <laughs> feet? <laughs> you know, how I look you know at any body of water. <laughs> well, this is the lake where it kind of, you know, you've got this little, uh, the bay kind of area where it trickles in. I'm, if I'm guessing, I would say 20 feet deep at the at the most. But and, So they could handle a little bit of submarine action. Yeah, but I mean, if you're <laughs> I mean, it's just low, like maybe the top of the boat's still above water. Yeah, and you're driving <laughs> over it. Like, oh, there goes yeah, Slightly lower. <laughs> and they can paint it to look like a shark and all the oh, tourists be like, that'd ah, be so cool. It's, it's a shark. Like, 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 no, it's a submarine. But precocious young boys with cut off jeans on log uh, rafts, yeah. they don't need to raise it for them. No. They come with grass hanging out of their mouth, you know, paddling Tom through. Sawyer. Yeah. <laughs> well, that sounds like fun. How about you, Demi? What would uh, you do? Oh, I was like, wait, what's the question? How would I design a bridge? Yeah, how would you get uh, a bridge? No, my Thanksgiving was... Go ahead, corn fed. <laughs> well, as corn fed, obviously, I got to... This thing's made out of corn. No, um, my Thanksgiving was nice. I So, I was supposed to... <laughs> I, I, for some reason, didn't think to go home for Thanksgiving. The last few years, I've just gone to New York because I think my family has gone elsewhere or just been like, oh, we didn't have any plans, so I just left town. Remind me where your family is? Uh, Plano, Texas. Right. And so I was uh, just going to go hang with my friend for Thanksgiving and just go fly up to Seattle and uh, hang out with her family. But then I waited way too long and like didn't buy the ticket until they were expensive, so... I just stayed in town and wasn't planning anything. But um, then a friend of mine was posting about this like uh, charity thing he does in Skid Row where like he gathers donations and like feeds the homeless on Thanksgiving. So I went to help out with that in the morning. And then I came home and my new roommate, uh, my fourth roommate in the last year, another story, uh, but <laughs> um, was just doing like a Friendsgiving with his friends. And I just hung around and met them and it was really fun. And so j- that was just nice to do as well you've mixed in equal measures of intrigue as to whether you are a good or deceptively bad person Ooh. in that you're going out and doing something incredibly nice on thanksgiving but running off three roommates in a i year. did right. not run them off yeah. and that's why i was like another story let me get back to this uh the roommate i moved in with to this place decided to go live in new york for a bit just because he had a job where he could easily do that so he's just off there for a year that one checks out 
<laughs> and then the replacement came and literally about two and a half months in, he got a job that asked him to go to New York for three months. So he's subleasing his place to another person who then just uh, was moving down from, I think, San Francisco and then did not like L.A. and was just a very stressful place for her to live. So she just went back home. And that replacement is... <laughs> that one doesn't check out as I well. I know, I know. <laughs> and I don't I don't know how to vet that one, but it's true. Um, and then, yeah, the my current roommate is this comedian who moved here for a writing job and is just a cool dude nice yeah do you feel like you shouldn't get too attached though no i, I mean your track record is not good my track record <laughs> is not good but i think i'm confident enough that it isn't me that i i'm like no he's gonna be here for a while because i think four would be crazy and then i would just be like i'm just gonna leave <laughs> and live on my own right did you have meals for two set up each time when they came in the door? <laughs> With the candlelight? <laughs> I should have. Maybe they would have stayed. The no, I did not. Anyway, my Thanksgiving was nice. Good. <laughs> yeah. How well, was your Thanksgiving? Daniel and I went down to my parents in Orange County. Mm-hmm. It was nice. Um, mm-hmm. My sister's son, who's two, was there. And in the past, when he and Elliot get together, he's very much a two-year-old and no matter what elliot d- is doing he's like elliot stop stop elliot stop he likes the word stop yeah so elliot and he's like <laughs> or, putting like or or taking toys away from elliot or whatever whatever elliot's doing he shows that he can do it better yeah you know <laughs> i mean he's, that one tugs at my heart because i think i would it be all like does. that too. yeah <laughs> he was the, it's hard like he was the center of attention right. and now there's this other you That's know so cute yeah. like when my mom was here uh because he's really close to my mom she was just standing there and then Elliot came up and like tried to touch her shoelace and uh, my sister's son draped his body over my mom's shoes. <laughs> like, You're not getting to these shoes, kid. So that has been a little bit of a source of stress for me um, just because when they're together, I feel like I need to really like keep an eye on it just because I don't, I don't know how sort of aggressive (laughs) Elliot's cousin is going to get but this time um they totally played together and he got on the floor with Elliot like he's walking but he got on the floor with Elliot and crawled around with him and he kept he he kept wanting Elliot to go into the other room with him and like do a puzzle with me and do this and and Elliot was just like crawling around trying to eat the knob on the drawer he's not He's not that smart yet. He doesn't really know what he's doing, you know, but it was very cute to see them try to play together. Uh, So that was very sweet. And once again, and I think I might have talked about, I'm pretty sure I talked about this last year because it was a big um, event in my life. But again, this year, I think that I don't like pumpkin pie as much as I've as I've, I've always thought I did. That's going around. Is it? Is it's it contagious? going around. Yeah. They I feel like been, I was ahead of the curve on this one. Though. You were. And I always disagreed with you. Yeah. Because Daniel has been besmirching pumpkin pie for years now. And it's been one of the things I've had to tolerate. Yeah. I lo- there's a lot of things I love about him. This one, not so much. But... I'm just saying it's overrated. I'm not saying it's not good. It's I, just, if you were to have it available, if it were served year-round, you'd never eat it. I disagreed. The only reason you eat it is because it's... I disagreed, but then all, last year, I lost my mind... 
because I got very, I was very pregnant. And all of a sudden I got concerned that I found out how much pie my mom was going to have there. And then I started adding up the people and I'm like, I was like making literal pie charts. Like there's not enough pumpkin pie for everyone. (laughs) So I was getting very nervous. Remember on the show I talked about why don't people just set out pie at the same time as the rest of Thanksgiving dinner? Is that a thing that's done? Mm. Um, I went insane. And then it turned out I enjoyed the pecan pie a little more than pumpkin. So I was surprised. And this year, the same. I feel like... But anyway, sorry. You were saying it's going around, David. The, they had five pies at the Duluth gathering. And the pumpkin was the least, uh, you know, indulged attended. in. Yeah, least attended to. It could have been that it wasn't like the best pumpkin pie ever. I think maybe... I think there's no good pumpkin pies anymore. I think the the way Monsanto like, you know, oh. patented the, the uh, soybean, you know, mm-hmm. and they can make the same soybean over and over again. I think pumpkins have just evolved where they're sick of us eating them. And so it tastes <laughs> a little worse. Maybe. And I, I think pumpkin pie 10 years ago, 20 years ago. That's what I keep saying! <laughs> I'm sorry to get so passionate about this. But I... Feel hardcore fans will remember, uh, and that might be all who's left at this point. If I keep this up, <laughs> they will remember. I was saying, didn't pie used to be different? <laughs> didn't that's, I sound? I know I I've sound always like, been saying that's didn't pie used to be different. Was, that was the most like old, old man, man sentence I've ever heard in my life. I know, I know. I didn't deserve a special cut on <laughs> sleep sack, patty whack. Give a dad a break. <laughs> give a dad a break. Give a dad a break. But I know. But I think the pumpkin pie of my memory was so much better than the pumpkin pie of the last two Thanksgivings. What is up with that? I feel like 100% my taste buds- agree. Okay. Yeah. And I don't think it's my... Some things I'll go, oh, I, I like this now. My taste buds have changed. But that's hmm. me. Whereas pumpkin pie... This is on the, is pie. the pie. It's on the pie. <laughs> There's okay, a lot of bad you. product. And I think, I think the pies are becoming increasingly more store-bought. And I think that... Pumpkin store bought pumpkin pie compared to store bought other pies is not as More good. Of a drop off. So if you're moving all pies to the store made version, the pumpkin pie is way less. Let yeah. me ask you this. Okay. You've got your pumpkin pie, circa nineteen ninety one. It's delicious. Then you've got three optional toppings vanilla ice cream, cool whip, or ready, ready whip. whip. Mm-hmm. Oh. Vanilla ice cream mm-hmm. and it, wait, this is pie from 91 that I'm eating in 2017? <laughs> the because taste. I think You're getting that sweet 91 flavor. Okay, because I think that friend. Taste in 91, yeah. I would have used Cool Whip and been fine with it. Yeah. But modern me mm-hmm. uh, would be using... I would go vanilla ice cream and Ready Whip. That's bold. Respect. I know. That, that what, poor Cool Whip. Sorry. Yeah, it's got, you got to go I Cool Whip. I have no... You, I haven't had is Cool, cool whip, whip in years. Is Cool Whip the one that you have to spread yourself? Yes. What's the point of that? <laughs> Why? What's that for? You just it's, only, it it's all timey. It's like someone churned it fresh for you. I don't. I, the thing is, I don't even like whipped cream. But if I were to go whipped cream, I'm not scooping it on myself. Right. I feel like the whole point yeah. of whipped cream is that it's it's the can does the whipping. Have you ever had that whipped cream that t- it's so thick it almost has a hint of like butter to it? Oh, frosting. Mm-hmm. Not frosting. <laughs> no, like heavy whipping cream. Heavy yeah. whipping cream. No. Mm-hmm. I, it's like a no, oil slick you. in your mouth. You will not want good. it out of a can after that, my friend. I wouldn't want it in the can. <laughs> I, like, either way, I don't want it. <laughs> you don't want whipping cream at all. No, I'm not a whip. The thing is, I didn't used to be a pumpkin pie fan either. I for I think the, my first taste with, with pumpkin pie was some very bad pie. And then I just grew up thinking, like, I don't like pie at all. Yeah. And then was it as, a kit someone bought and then they baked it themselves? Maybe. Probably. I don't know. I feel like it was like as a child in a daycare or something. 
something. <laughs> uh, but then like growing up, I, uh, I eventually taste pumpkin pie again. And I was like, oh, I just hated the sliminess of it. So yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. if I had like vanilla ice cream on it, then I would like pumpkin pie more. I think that, um, it's true. I think you have to judge it by the average. So it's like, yes, there are very good versions of pumpkin pie. Maybe the average pumpkin pie in the early 90s was better than it is now. <laughs> but like, if you just had a choice between your average pumpkin pie now and your average pecan pie, no question the pecan pie is going to be better. Pecan pie yeah. rarely disappoints, true. I will say. Although I'm, I, don't need, I don't need a chocolate pecan pie. I, no, I don't either. Like Sarah Sanders made. Right. Yeah. I'm fine with it. I grew up in Texas and I do not like pecan pie. Did they throw really? you out? Is that why you left? That is why I was exiled. <laughs> What's the big pie in Texas? I, I was not. I didn't Are you like a cobbler pie in person. Texas. I no, not cobbler. I honestly, you know what it is? Cow pies. <laughs> I feel right, owned, but I also feel like that was another one for the. <laughs> oh man, that put her on the phlegm spectrum. <laughs> oh, on no. the phlegm spectrum. Oh yeah, that was. I never left the spectrum. Bumped, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was just on the low side. What if that was the movie where like someone had to make kind of cheesy jokes and then it would reveal who was on the flim spectrum? Ooh. They'd go, oh. It's like the thing, but with dad jokes. That's right. Yeah. I love it. You guys, you know what is not disappointing at all? Omaha Steaks. If you're struggling mm-hmm. to find the perfect gift, uh, I highly recommend Omaha Steaks. Every time I mention them on the show, people go out, they get them as gifts, and then I hear that the recipients of uh, the family gift pack, which I'm going to tell you about, were overjoyed. It's just a really good no-brainer gift. It's high quality. It's delicious. You get so much. Let me tell you about Omaha Steaks and how for only $49.99, you can get my family gift pack when you go to omahasteaks.com and enter my code ROSEN in the search bar, that's 75% off. Um, so it's uh, over 500 gourmet gift ideas. Omaha Steaks has amazing stuff for gourmet food lovers and the most flavorful tender aged beef. And they also have seafood, poultry, pork, veal, lamb, and also veggies and desserts and appetizers, so much stuff. Right now, Omaha Steaks is giving an exclusive savings just to my listeners, listen to everything that you will get for less than $50. Two filet mignons, two top sirloins, two boneless pork chops, four boneless chicken breasts, four kielbasa sausages, four burgers, four potatoes au gratin, four caramel apple tartlets, one Omaha steak seasoning packet, plus get four additional kielbasa sausages mm. Free. Go Crazy. to omahasteaks.com, enter my code ROSEN in the search bar. So again, that's some, some people are have been confused by that. Go there, go to the search bar, type ROSEN into the search bar, and it'll pull this up. So go to omahasteaks.com, enter my code ROSEN in the search bar, and get 75% savings. It's the gift guaranteed to be a hit. That's okay. a lot for your money. It that's really is. an incredible is. amount. I yeah. thought you were going to stop after the... Two fillets, two sirloins. Nope. Like, yeah. Pretty good deal. I was just getting started. <laughs> Jeff, how was your Thanksgiving? Mine was excellent. It was a great time. Got to hang out with some friends. Good-sized dinner party. Not too big, not too small. Food was amazing. People were great. And it was my first day back on big boy food. Oh, yeah. After... As we discussed it on... Discussed, well, it was, Demi I was doesn't disgusted. know. No. I had some crazy spirochete food poisoning something oh, no. i was sick as a dog for four days and i ate nothing but popsicles for barfing and pooping like no one's business oh yeah. no i broke Ooh. my barfing streak that that's awful but yeah. it's also funny because this past week i've been sick with a cold and i'm just now getting over it but i've been eating popsicles just by choice <laughs> uh not as a cure <laughs> well it's good it 
I never ate a lot of popsicles before, but now I kind of like popsicles. Somebody yeah. said to me, oh, are you never going to eat a popsicle again? I said, no, I kind of like them now. I never really ate a lot, they but they're you. pretty great. Well, if there's all these people who love popsicles at the table, we'd be remiss if we didn't discuss your favorite kind. I had so many. There were a bunch of f- real fruit ones that were pretty good, but you know which ones are really good? There's, I can't think of the name of them, but... It's the, some the minions ones. Yeah, like I almost the, got those. With the gumball is the yeah. eye. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I have had one of those. <laughs> there are Mexican ones that you can get at the supermarket. It's called like helado or something like that. There's three different fruit flavors. That's just ice cream. Those are really good. Yeah. Well, that words on the box. Be the, yeah. Rocket pops. Is that like? Are they made by that that chain Marisco's? I see them all over the place. I, I think no that's idea. a really popular <laughs> restaurant chain. That's seafood in Spanish. Oh. <laughs> so the Mexican ones are good. And then also there's a regular, whoever the regular popsicle company is, they make a low sugar one that was really good. I thought that was going to be like, oh, I lost a bet. These aren't no, very good. They're pretty good. Yeah. They're really good. I like them actually better than the full sugar ones. Oh, wow. Well, there you go. I made popsicle aficionado. But yeah, I ate, Pop- I ate like crazy. I was making up for lost time. Good. And I had no jailbreak either, so that was that was my first test to see if I could eat real food. Because no jailbreak, what does that mean? Shit your pants. Yeah. Wait, that's what jailbreak means. I've never heard that. Wait, is it like your poop is breaching the security of your butthole? Well, is that what the Thin Lizzy song is about? (laughs) (laughs) It's just a turn of phrase. Whenever I would eat it's, within a half an it's hour, it's like Andy Dufresne getting out of uh, the sewage pipe. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, that checks out. So that was my big test, and I passed. Congratulations. Like, thanks. I didn't poop my pants at all. Congrats my, on mine your Mine is on fire with referring to that as jailbreak, because jailbreak is something we say to Elliot a lot when he, when he busts out of, out of any sort of like enclosed. baby-proofed area. Yeah. But he's jailbreak. learning it as poop time. It could also, <laughs> yes. it really works both ways for that. Demi, do you have a favorite popsicle? I have two that I consider like the top tier of what I consider to be popsicles because you know there's popsicles and there's ice cream bars uh (laughs) i would say the dream bar the one that's like orange sherbet with like a little cream sort of thing inside oh that's a classic and one that i've loved like since i was a kid and then also those little uh like icy pops that you just get in like a kroger or something that's just like the icy like in a paper tube yeah exactly it's like in a a cone and it's literally just icies frozen (laughs) those are great yum all right, Sounds I can get good. behind that. You know what was a disappointment? I did not intend to talk about food for this whole podcast, but you know what was a disappointing popsicle type uh, confection of our what? youth? Push-ups. Mm. You know you what's like funny is I was just about to say, you know what? There's a third, and I think it's the push pop. What? <laughs> yeah. I no. love the Fred Flintstone ones that had like the cartoons all on. That was I know. Fun. You always like. I felt like you got some wax or paper in your mouth somehow, and then at the end, you're just stuck with this little pusher thing, thing is, that, and they don't taste that good that's why it, it tasted good enough to me that i didn't mind the wax all right yeah. mm. i'm that's gonna side really me. yeah i apologize i felt like but I you know. we were we 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 had the pumpkin thing <laughs> we'll always have pumpkin pie <laughs> Snapchats. pumpkin pies and push-up pops so much discussing of snacks. Is it push pops or push up? I thought it was push ups. I think it's push pops or just push ups. I thought it was push ups. I feel like push ups is like a like a trainer wear company or something. Hmm. I I do know it's push pop. There might be two. There might be push pops. That's true. Yeah. Maybe they were never push ups. Maybe it was always. Maybe this is like when I thought the word when I was little was exercise, and I was. Or sure. what if you were exercise. eating terrible knockoffs be. full of wax? <laughs> <laughs> that's Maybe. true what if you were eating candles <laughs> right 
now I think maybe now I think maybe it was push pops and I was just you wrong. Had a relative who put an ice cube on top of a candle <laughs> and pushed it through a toilet paper dispenser. Like, okay, did a Yankee Candle make dessert? <laughs> did yeah. other kids think that wax lips were candy? Or was I the, and I, I was like, this is the worst them, candy ever. But I I thought they were. Yeah, like why the stupidest worst thing? Yeah, because I remember seeing kids eating them and being <laughs> like, like why? It's wax. Yeah, wax and but well, they would seem to be enjoy. They would chew it into shapes, but never swallow it. So we would do that yeah. sometimes. Like take the wax lips and then like they were malleable but never enjoyable. What no, was the point never. of those? Well, there were a not... bunch of terrible wax candies. There were the, the little soda bottles. Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah. Well, at oh. least those were had the fun of trying right. to get the liquid out. Yeah, what else? What was the point of wax lips if not to eat? What (laughs) what are they for? I really don't know. Just to be hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, Then there was also, this is not a candy, but those little wax, those little cheeses that Daniel still eats sometimes. Oh, like the baby bell? Yeah. Yeah, Those are great. Because people would, kids would peel those and then play with the wax. The wax. Oftentimes making Mm. fingernails. Is, Is it fun? We've already been through this. My, my contention is that those cheeses have survived all these years because of the wax. Like, it's fun. It's certainly not because of the, the cheese, because I think they're gross. Right. It's just a, a fun <laughs> packaging gimmick. I've never had one. I, I don't like cheese, though. So, Oh, well, that, that might be the main problem. That's the, that's the <laughs> issue there. This is maybe not that related, but my friend Chris Fairbanks, he's a really funny comedian, was uh, in Texas. Um, Cindy Lopper was coming through town, and they reached out, I think, to like the comedy club, like, we're looking for someone that would, would be a, willing to open the show and do some stand-up. Oh, wow. And they went, That's yeah, we, so cool. <laughs> so he has to walk out in front of like 10 or, I don't know, however many, I would say 10,000 people, roughly. It's an outdoor show. And they don't give him like an intro. They just hand him a cordless <laughs> mic, and he has, he hides behind one of the monitors and goes, uh, please welcome. Or, <laughs> <what I'm> <laughs> he, said, he screwed it up and he went, who's excited to see Celine Dion? Oh, no. <laughs> they, they all start booing and he goes, I'm just kidding. Please welcome. <laughs> and he walked out and just bombed really hard to the point oh, no. he might have been booed off stage and then oh. he left and the stage manager, people were not thrilled with the Celine Dion move and so he was kind of like consoling was himself. It- was it a joke or was no, it no it was an accident okay. and he just out of nerves or whatever so he was he goes i was promised a meal and they're like oh well the food's done but there's some remaining stuff over there if you want to go pick through and it was just like this sort of salad bar and just empty trays of stuff so he put some iceberg lettuce on a tray and then these things he thought were cheese cubes and he ate like eight of them before oh, he realized no. they were butter oh no <laughs> Oh uh, my goodness! Anytime I see butter cubes now, like I can't imagine eating like <laughs> eight of, right. like oh, one maybe, boy. one maybe, yeah. but on maybe. the eighth, yeah. This is the most bland cheese I've ever had. <laughs> yeah. On a movie set, once we put those makeup sponges on a dessert or on a snack tray, uh-huh. and the director ate, put one on a cracker and ate it. <laughs> that was pretty Ew. fun. <laughs> I think it's. <laughs> uh oh, back on the spectrum. She's on the spectrum. <laughs> Excuse me. I think it's <laughs> I think it's an interesting choice to have comedians open for musicians. And by interesting, I mean not necessarily a good one mm-hmm. because I feel like people who want to see the musician are not going to be excited about having to sit through stand up. Unless it's like very very closely related. Like yeah. I can see certain music acts and certain like alternative comedians having the same crossover audience. Right. Yeah. But right. like very very small. Yeah. yeah, there was a year where I was at a uh, Fun 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 Fest in Austin. They had uh, that comedian Brian something whose name I can't 
uh, he's a redhead with glasses. Posehn? Yeah, yes. Brian Posehn uh, opened for Slayer, and the crowd loved it. That's, yeah. so that's the same. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I, I saw Hannibal Burris open for someone one time, and I was just like, this is per. I don't know. I don't remember who it was, but it was like a big deal. And I was like, this is a perfect opener. Right. Where it's like people who are in the same, like he opened for, I think, Flying Lotus or something. Uh, people who are in the same league or people who, gen- yeah, share the same fan base. Right. right. Well, maybe I'm wrong then. I did a tour of the band once, and some shows went well, others did not. They... The rule, I think, is typically like if you have someone from the band come out and be like, hey, this next person is our friend. So enjoy them doing comedy. But for whatever reason, I was not into that. I like the idea of like just getting a glimpse of humanity when they're not told to enjoy something. So I would just like plow through it as if I were an opening band. Like, well, if people get on board, great. And if not, and sometimes they did. And other times it was like that. Lots of talking during your set and stuff. You know yeah. what would be great is if you had like you pretended you were an opener and you came out with like people standing behind all their instruments ready to go and then you just did a stand up set <laughs> and then they all left and then the band came on. The very first show that's almost what happened. I was backstage. The stage manager, the crowd has been out there for like forty five minutes. The guy comes over and says, "Hey, we're going to bring the lights down and start pretty soon." I go, "Okay, cool." Is there someone that is going to like intro me? And he goes, no. And I go, do you have what they call in the biz like a God mic? Like, can someone, can I just get on that? And I'll just, Cindy Lauper style, I'll introduce myself. He goes, we don't have that. So he was like, so I go, what's going to happen? He goes, we're just going to bring the lights down. So oh, right no. as he's saying oh, that, no. before the lights start going down, the crowd just yeah. had reached peak frenzy. <laughs> yeah, they started chanting no. the band's name. Oh, no. well, who then, was the band? I don't want to say. Okay. Um, the Dragons. Because they, they're, they're <laughs> so, I assume. love them. So, and the crowd was not indicative of like, that. The, some guy like sort of got me in a headlock after the show. It's a long story. Oh my God. How yeah. very Imagine Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, this is like a fun indie band that I've loved for years. And it was like a big deal for me to, to open for them. And, and right when the crowd started chanting the name, uh, the lights went down and they just lost their minds. <laughs> And then the lights come on the stage to light up a stand-up show. And I had to walk from the back curtain 20 feet to get to the front of the stage. So... And I had to kind of navigate around instruments and monitors. And everyone's and hoping you're just like a roadie or someone who's out there to change the... Yeah, yeah they're like, that drummer keeps coming further forward. Oh, he's getting no. to the lead singers. Oh, no! Like, you just feel them saying and feeling those things. And then I got there and you, oh, people were openly like, no! Oh. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> uh, that's like the opposite of a hype man. That is <laughs> the, the worst. Oh my god! They should the the dropping the lights was not fair god, to you. So, the worst, <laughs> like the worst timing. Like I was just so unfazed by my plea. I think he could see in my eyes. And I was like, dude, I can't just go out there. And he was like, oh, there we go now. <laughs> Here no. you go. Oh, uh, now I'm dying to know what band it is, which I will ask you after the show. Oh, I don't think they would even mind at all. It was it was this band Pinback. I don't know if no, you're familiar with them. I'm, They're I'm from not. San Diego. They're the best. They're so good. And it was really fun. It was it was so fun. Like that crowd was not it's tough to take any crowd of humans and just expect them to like at the right. at just a glimpse of live entertainment to like respect it in the same way that people are that are in live entertainment expect it to be like, hey, this is someone doing something you should pay it. They it's That's like if you asinine. had a bunch of toddlers and you're like, you're all going to get milkshakes. Oh, yay. And then first you have to eat liver. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm not chopped liver. Just a liver rebates before you get your milkshakes. Yeah. I'm rebates. Uh, <laughs> now I think I have heard of Pinback. Oh, they're so good. Um, I feel like that 
I feel like my mind is suspect these days because the fact that when you first said it, I didn't think I knew them. But then a minute later, I'm like, oh, wait, no, I do. Mm-hmm. What is that? That's not good. Hmm. It's they hipster brain where you pretend you know things you don't know. <laughs> I feel like it might even just be sort of like you hear the name and you don't have any sort of memory associated with it. So your brain goes, no, that's not us. But then like the more you think about it or the more you hear someone talk about it, you're like, wait a minute, this sounds familiar to this one thing. And then like mm. it sort of fills in the gaps right. maybe. Yeah, yeah, I just don't know which one is right. I'm crazy. I think unfortunately <laughs> it might be that. <laughs> I think it might come. It sounds so like when you with age, because it, it, everything does. So many things in life that you go, I've never seen that, and someone starts explaining the movie, and you go, I have seen yeah. that. Yes. Is that the one? Yeah, that's it. So I think that's where it comes from. Like yeah. Your safety method is to go. No, 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 I definitely haven't seen that. I feel like that's like an extension of this one thing I used to do as a kid, where whenever anyone would ask me any question, I would just go, huh, and then immediately answer it. Like my brain was just like, <laughs> no, we heard. Uh, yes. Never mind. <laughs> I, I am familiar with this. Yeah. And when I'm with someone who's doing it, it drives me a little bit nuts. Because I'm like, am I, are you really going to make me repeat the entire thing? Because I know you're just buying time. Yeah. Have you ever been around someone? I used to work with this guy. I was in an engineering place writing uh, f- like foundation maps for houses. Mm-hmm. And I was an intern. I didn't know what I was doing. And so sometimes I would yell to the other room. And there's this little dude in there. He was like a grown man, but he was only, he had like, he was born with a condition that he was a little smaller than the average person. He didn't look like a dwarf or any sort. He mm-hmm. just was shorter. And I think sometimes he like, could. How he, tall are we talking? He had like DeVito like, syndrome. A little-ish. Yeah, a little DeVito-esque. And he had like kind of an insulin pump thing on his stomach oh, that he no. had to have all the time. Yeah, it was like, you could tell like maybe if he had some frustrations with society, it came from maybe people being right. shitty to him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't want to put that on him. But every now and again, he could be a little cantankerous mm-hmm. and i'd ask him something and then he would just wait 15 20 sometimes 30 seconds and then never go oh sorry i was working on it. he would just answer the question it's the oh, weirdest that's ad- such a mind game yeah so you a go power move hey how do i like get this thing to make a straight line all the way across 30 seconds of silence and then you just got to move your mouse and then click <laughs> By that time, you forgot what your question yeah. was. <laughs> the first few times, it caught me off guard. Oh, he's talking to me. I, I'd already figured it out by then. But then I was just curious if you guys had ever experienced Did that. Did he not want I'm, you asking him questions, do you think? Well, I mean, what's that about? I, I like to imagine that when I said it, he would just like drop his head and shake it. And, <laughs> oh, this idiot. Oh, Could he have been looking up the answer? Just like... <laughs> <laughs> real quietly typing and just like so what you're looking for is that could have been yeah <laughs> I always went the other way where he was just thoroughly disappointed in humanity and like should I just walk out of here and never come back <laughs> just oh depressed. you move your mouse yeah like he would finally give in and answer he's in his cubicle polishing his <laughs> gun and then just no I can't do it and puts it in his drawer yeah yeah you, you move your mouse <laughs> <laughs> You guys, I need to talk to you about FabFitFun. It's a seasonal subscription box for busy women to discover brands and products for a life well lived. Um, I received my seasonal subscription box from FabFitFun, and it has so much awesome stuff. It has a coffee mug that says coming in hot, and it's gray, and it's ombre, and I have a, nice mug. a matching sweater, and they didn't even know. I want one, except for dudes. You could have some of the stuff from mine. Smelled good. Yeah. The box. I know. That's the, the, so there's also full-size beauty products in there. I think what smelled good to you probably was the full-size hand lotion or the full-size coconut 
hair mask. There's also a reversible poncho in there. There's this great eyeshadow palette. Um, there's a necklace. There's an exercise ball. There's, and I'm not even mentioning everything that's in there. There's more stuff, you guys. So, like I said, FabFitFun is a seasonal subscription box delivered four times a year. You get over $200 worth of products for $49.99. Use promo code, my promo code, for $10 off your first box. That's $39.99 for over $200 value. Go to FabFitFun to subscribe. Use my promo code for $10 off your first box. That's $39.99 for an over $200 value. Go to FabFitFun.com to subscribe. Sign up to get your FabFitFun box today. Go to FabFitFun.com and use promo code ROSEN to get $10 off your first box. That's an over $200 value for just $39.99. Again, go to FabFitFun.com and use my code ROSEN to get $10 off your first FabFitFun box. I have to tell you guys, I'm becoming quite a fan of the subscription box system because I... You're a fan of the FabFitFun box? I'm Mm -hmm. a fan. Is the things like $50 or is it a different amount of money? It's over $200. Yeah. That's 50 times Um, four. 50 times four for the FabFitFun box. Here's the thing with the subscription boxes. If you're like me and you don't like to leave your house, the stuff comes to you. Mm. And it's like now you're a stylish human being and you didn't have to do anything other than open a box. You guys, I'm even higher on the spectrum than I was. Yeah. Like a mere well, five minutes on ago. On the spectrum? Yeah. <laughs> now you're li- it's like moving along. This you're is literally, natural. You're literally gargling gravel right now. <laughs> I don't know what to do. It's just happening. Power through it. I know. So here's the part of the show where I have to talk about um, sad personal stuff. So I just had another, and this is where, feel free, feel free to go on a walk right now, you guys, except for the hardcore fans that I mentioned earlier. Who I might was be the like, only they're probably already listening to this on a walk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, pick up the pace then. There are a bunch of shut-ins <laughs> ordering food boxes just sitting there. This is not a food box. It's It's... It's a fun for, stuff box. Yeah, for women Fab on the go. Okay. There was food I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. and there might... No, I don't think there's food I'm going to mention later. But there's other stuff I will mention. Apologies. <laughs> <laughs> what we're trying to say is food is a thing, mm-hmm. and that's all. <clears throat> so I had another egg retrieval yesterday, and... Once I don't know if I ever even mentioned the results of the egg retrieval that I'd had about a month before, but both times we've gotten mature eggs, which is a, a feat for me because I tend to not produce eggs, and if I do, that they're not always mature. These times, both times, mature eggs that didn't fertilize, which is very unusual, and my doctor doesn't know why this is happening, and I'm like, is it just maybe end of the line for my eggs? Because I am, as we discussed earlier with my memory problems, I'm old. (laughs) (laughs) But apparently, this is not how older eggs act. Older eggs will fertilize, and then they just, they start growing, and then they just kind of quote, run out of gas. That's what one of the doctors said. So mine are not acting typically old. They're just being real assholes. Hmm. They're not fertilizing at all. They don't know why. I read something that said that like, well, I'd heard that 70% of eggs fertilize, but then I read that one to 5% of eggs that have been ICSID, which is where they actually inject the sperm into the egg, um, which is what we did one to 5% don't fertilize. So that would mean that 95%. So something is weird. Something 
weird is happening. Um, I don't know what it means, but I'm depressed a little bit over it because it's just the whole thing is just so intense to go through and then to end up um, sort of with nothing afterwards. But it's okay because we have frozen embryos and the whole thing really is just like we have frozen embryos from when we did all the egg retrievals to get um, the material that became Elliot. Can I ask then why is this? Why are we doing this? Yeah. Why? Like why? If they're frozen, this is seemingly such a stupid question, but like. No, it's not. Is it? Are they fresher? Is that the idea? No. No, in fact, the ones from before are probably fresher because we got them when I was a little bit younger, mm-hmm. if there is a freshness, so, so to speak. Um, no, the reason that I'm trying to get more, and I think I'm done trying to get more, is because I don't feel ready to try to get pregnant yet. And if none of those five embryos take, then we would want to try to get more embryos. And at mm. that point, I'll be like way too old. If um, if I wait to get pregnant until I feel ready, then if it doesn't work, I think it'll be even harder to get embryos. So I was like, let's try to buy time now by just getting more embryos. Um, there's also this question of of they could do genetic tests on the embryos, which involves thawing them out and then testing them, but that there's a little bit of a risk to the embryos if you do that. And that's the idea of thawing the ones that we have and then testing them and like they all die in the lab or something. That would just be too devastating, especially now since it seems that I'm having so much trouble making embryos. But all of a sudden it occurred to me today, like maybe I'm just trying to play God a little too much. Maybe Daniel's eyes just crossed. (laughs) No, I just want to follow. What I mean by that is maybe I don't have the luxury of buying time. Like maybe, well, but that's not, That's not necessarily true. There's no problem with waiting as long as if none of those five embryos take, as long as I can accept that and be like, okay, so we move on to another option, like maybe adoption or maybe we just have an only kid or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But this idea of like, I want to wait to get pregnant and I still want the option of having more embryos. I don't think I can, I can't have that all. Yeah, it's tough. I don't know. I, I, I guess they're going to do some tests and find out what's going on. So hopefully we can... Well, ho- yeah, but it's not clear <clears throat> that that they will be able to know. I don't know. Yeah. I yeah. mean, the thing is, we have five. I know. It's, the whole thing feels almost silly anyway. What number would you feel good with? Eight. Daniel? But, but yeah, but, um, you know, we had... The, the initial plan was to have four embryos for every kid we wanted to have. Mm-hmm. So there was about th- those were about the... Yeah, because yeah. they have Success like twenty five to thirty percent chance. That's about the, yeah, and we got Elliot one at fifty. We did two embryos and got Elliot, mm-hmm. which left us with more leftover for the second one than we were planning to have. So we were at, we were thinking we'd have three or four. Now we have five. So you only need twenty percent. I mean, that's pretty. Those are pretty good. So odds. I feel like there's probably a baby in the there. odds. The odds are in our favor that um she's just thinking like oh yeah but what what if worst case scenario. You know, five feels like a very low number. Um, if we don't, then we're screwed. Although going through all of those embryo transfers and each of them not working, that's also going to suck. Yeah, because that There's would be a like lot of this. That three sucks. embryo transfers, probably two or three. Yeah, because there ain't no way we're doing three at a time. We might yeah, end up man. doing three at a time. Oh, Jesus end Christ. up with six kids. 
confusing. <laughs> the, idea, the idea of twins. I know. I know. Is I, I was pregnant with twins at the beginning, mm-hmm. um, and then one decided it didn't want to oh, right. come into this world at about that twin? eight weeks. He might have. <laughs> or he's just been like hiding him under his shirt for a while. <laughs> he might be here now, oh for all God. I know. Oh, God. But he's really tiny. <laughs> <laughs> he's hiding in Elliot's hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. It's like, it's disappointing, but it's not devastating because I was feeling sad about it. And then I walked out in here and Elliot was out here and I'm like, everything's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel sad for you guys. No. It's, yeah, there's nothing to really no. feel sad about. It's more just this like. It's a frustration. Mm-hmm. It's the, yeah, it's the, because when I did it in the past, I really felt like this is quite manageable and look at me injecting myself i'm such a badass and mm-hmm. i'm doing this intense stuff but it's strangely for for me the hard parts were in between the cycles and waiting or when because they have to do like tests or th- there's a few there's criteria they look at at the beginning of each cycle and occasionally they'll say we need to postpone this month because this level's off so things like that where it was out of my control that was the hard part when i was actually doing a cycle and injecting myself i felt like i'm like headed somewhere and we're doing this and it's happening and there's action and I didn't mm-hmm. mind the retrievals because I like the Versed, which they no longer give, although I was able to get it yesterday <laughs> because I know how to work that system. Um, but anyway, it really wasn't that bad. These last two times I've done it, it has wiped me out and I've really felt the effects of the drugs so much more and I've been like, I can't wait for this to be over. And so I think it's just the intensity of the, pr- the process that has felt intense this time and time consuming. It's just harder w- when you have a baby. And so then mm. to have sort of end up in this question mark place after it feels like what? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> the idea of having another kid, the only reason I really want to is for Elliot's sake. I mean, obviously having another one, I'm sure I would <laughs> I'd warm up to the idea. So but we should really be moving ahead, don't you think? <laughs> but like, I want more time. The, 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 he just wants to do it for Elliot. I'm, I'm in no hurry to have another kid. And, you know, not to mention just how expensive it's going to be down the line with school and everything. But um, do you think maybe one of the reasons that the embryos aren't the eggs aren't fertilizing is your poopy attitude? Ooh. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, it's quite possible. So it's, I'm this to get super real. I'm very ambivalent about getting pregnant again. I know it's like big picture. I'm Jeff, not can you ambivalent. grab that soundbite for this future child. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, probably, but th- well, then again, though, it depends. Ah, mm, uh, we're thinking of naming the kid. Oh, hell no. I love it. I love it. I love it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Oh, Does my that makes sense what I'm saying. I feel like that was real jumbled. <laughs> <laughs> Big picture, I for sure would like to have two kids if possible. I used to think I wanted three. That was when I that was a long time ago. Um, so I'm not ambivalent. Big picture, but in terms of the actual logistics of all of a sudden having another baby and trying to take care of that baby and take care of Elliot and also just being pregnant again and giving birth again. Um, I have very mixed feelings about it. And I feel like it's such a big thing. I don't want to go into it. I don't want to wake up five weeks into being pregnant and be like, what the fuck am I doing? And I just feel like that's sort of inevitable. And I especially, like that's an especially me kind of reaction. I don't know why. Probably because of everything you just heard. Mm, uh. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I agree. 
I don't like to feel backed into a corner by life. And this is me backing myself into a corner. And it's not even being backed into a corner. It's the miracle of life. Part of it is if our lifestyle was more accommodating, it would be easier to say, let's pull the trigger. Like if we had a house, a, a, a big house and, you know, a staff, a staff of people. <laughs> yeah. It's, no, but seriously, like if it was just easier, then it would be easier to say yes. But with Elliot, yeah. it's like so hard just to, just to raise him. The idea of another kid just feels. Like, I can't even barely do this, you know? Yes, that is the feeling. I feel like we're barely doing this. <laughs> yeah. So, I Are you know. guys the types that are like, oh, whatever's meant to happen will happen? <sighs> Only to a point. A little bit. Mm-hmm. To, like, you to like to leave open the window to be disappointed no matter what? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a real big fan of, of real late-term abortion. <laughs> and so I think that if we get married, we really have about nine months to figure it out, right, honey? If we get married... What or if we, I have know? A, if we get pregnant. So. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I'm still in denial. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? So it's like, you just wait, 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 last minute, decide. I think in general, I, f- I do feel like what's meant to be will be, but I think that I b- believe that as like a way to calm myself if I'm feeling anxious about something or um, as a way to feel okay about not being out there and like making shit happen yeah career-wise i feel yeah. like here you'll have the career you're meant to have you can just hang out <laughs> yeah people only feel that way after they're processing the disappointment of life <laughs> yeah yeah you know like in the moment people are like i really hope i get this promotion and they don't like that just wasn't meant to be but i do it's kind of feel of that way about stuff mm-hmm. i do feel that way about like i do feel like the opportunities that you're meant to have will happen i mean you have to like put yourself in the right position for them but i don't know i feel I, uh, part of the reason I'm in this situation, the situation being trend, having babies late in life since I'm 75, is because I did feel like what's meant to be will be. And mm-hmm. I didn't freeze my eggs young, which if anyone, if you have the means to do it, I recommend doing it. I didn't do it because I was like, I just trust that it'll work out. And to me, that was a, th- and I've said this before, so sorry if I'm repeating myself, but. To me, freezing your eggs is a thing you do. I used to think it was a thing you do if you are going to be bringing a child into the world alone. That's what I thought. You thought you freeze your eggs so you can get a sperm donor and then you can be like, I don't care. I'm just going to have a baby by myself. And I was like, I don't want to do that. I want to leave open the possibility that I will fall in love and get married, which is what I believe is meant to be for, for me. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, and yes, I know that people like Dr. Drew say that your fertility just falls off a cliff at 35, but I just trust that it's all going to work out. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I should have, sorry, I'm, the spectrum <laughs> is pinging right now. <laughs> I wish I had been a little more proactive instead of just clearing didn't help (laughs) okay hang on you guys cops are hot on your trail (coughs) yeah i wish i had been a little less passive about it all Mm -hmm. but what can i say i'm just a just a fly by the seat of my pants easygoing kind of gal (laughs) yeah i mean it's also fairly new this stuff i mean the the ivf and all of that the tech they've only really perfected it in the recent last years. 40 years mm. Wasn't, weren't they doing this in the 80s they were doing it but not as as efficiently like you you had a nurse who has 
yeah, one daughters, of and she was one of the first people, right? But, but they're only like in their twenties. The daughters, they're it's not that old. Oh wow, still, yeah. So I mean, I just think that like when way back when you were in your early thirties, this just wasn't even the kind of <laughs> I thing. I can't even remember. Was I ever the kind of thing that people were talking about nowadays? No, but it but was. it's also very expensive. No. And how many people in their early thirties? Really have the means to do yeah. something like this? No, it, people were talking about it a little bit. It, I didn't want to do it because, it, first of all, I did not have the money absolutely mm-hmm. to do it, and also um, it seemed invasive. And I'm a wimp, and I, so I didn't. It's want like to all do those people who were like, "Why didn't you buy this stock or that stock?" You know, back when it was because I was fucking poor. Yeah, you know, what I was going to buy like one share of a ten dollars <laughs> stock. You know, like ooh, it would have been worth a hundred dollars now. You know, anyway, Guess you, you should buy get- that staff. That hundred dollars, you could hire that stuff. Oh yeah, get that. I know. Have you guys ever been in? You know those people who have those crazy stories of like, I could have bought Disneyland, but instead I, (laughs) I decided to go on a trip or whatever. Did you? Have you guys had any of those opportunities to strike it rich? I knew Bitcoin was gonna go up, and it's going crazy right now. Yeah, and that bothers me. I didn't jump in. I still cannot wrap my mind around Bitcoin. Yeah. I think if I knew more about it, and like originally I thought it'd be cool to try to mine it, but then you like have servers and all this stuff. You'll have to explain. What I'm all still. That means. Yeah, I don't know what I any of that know. means. I'm still confidently in the square that like Bitcoin is not <laughs> worth <laughs> exploring in any way whatsoever. Well, it's just like I remember in the late '90s, people were like, "You got to buy tech stocks," and it's all about tech stocks, this tech stocks that, and I was like, "This feels like it's not gonna. This isn't a smart investment." And my stepmother sat me down, and she like, you know, brought me to her. Uh, stockbroker and they had all this money and like this is our gift to you we're gonna put all this money into like this tech stock and then two years later worth nothing yeah literally nothing (laughs) and i'm like oh it's like a thousand dollars just down the fucking drain you know and you're like were those the air gifts yeah they call them air gifts for my birthday whatever they would just put money in my my 401k <laughs> or my IRA, or whatever it could have it been a brilliant plan if it had worked out. I, the 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 thinking behind it was solid. That one day in the future, I'll thank them when I'm 65 years old. I'll be like, God damn, you know, I never appreciated them. <laughs> um, but as it is, it's worth literally fucking bupkis. It's nothing, yeah. zero. And I kind of knew it at the time, though. And and I remember in, at that time thinking like. Yeah, grocery.com does not feel like a, a billion dollar company to me you know what and jumped out at you though been. did like did amazon jump out or Netflix? well amazon always felt legit because it was actually providing a service that i you know people wanted which at the time was just delivering books mm-hmm. but yeah so many of these ideas just felt like it's worth a lot on the promise but but i don't want to get all into this but it's like i just feel like so many of these things get overvalued because people don't think about actual practical use and how people actually live their lives. And that's how so many of them were. It was like, that's not how people want to consume things. That's not how people want to shop or whatever. Yeah. Um, but you're always, I mean, that's the, that's the game you're guessing. Cause Netflix, you could have looked at it like people aren't going to want to, they're going to want to go out. They want to flip through the channels. They don't want to do that. You know, the, there'd always be a hindsight of it. 
had or had not worked out. Yeah, as- I don't know. I think you could. I think some things you can see coming. Netflix, you could see coming once they announced the streaming service and bandwidth became big enough for it to go HD. Funny enough, as a kid, I always thought Netflix. I was like, I there's no reason for us to have this because I was just like, we have to wait like a few days for it to come in the mail. <laughs> yeah, like, I'll just go down to the blockbuster because I I lived so close to a blockbuster. I was like, let me just walk to the blockbuster and get something. But then as soon as the streaming happened, I was like, yeah, okay. Because I remember I was at, I was uh, working at Fox when they were starting. And this is when DVD was like just getting going. And they met with us and they were trying to pitch their company. And it was just like, okay, we'll give these guys a shot. And the whole idea just felt like, yeah, it's just like online rentals. Like it just seemed... And if that was still their business model, no way. But, yeah. the, but the, the, what they are now is a different thing anyway. Um, I need to talk to you guys about eHarmony. If you're trying online dating, chances are you run into lazy text messages, dead-end conversations, and random matches that don't turn into dates. Well, eHarmony is unlike many other online dating sites. Um, So Jordan Morris, frequent guest on the show, is doing eHarmony. And because, of course, I can't do it because, unfortunately... Unfortunately, I'm I'm already spoken for you guys. Um, although I am so frequently, <laughs> where is this going? So frequent- As Daniel leaves the room, so whenever I hear about how amazing things like eHarmony are, I'm so tempted. Like I'm just curious who they would match me with. I'm not mm. going to do it. But Jordan, Jordan says it's super fun. It's way less hectic than than apps, and the matches seem better too. Not just random profiles thrown at you. He likes it. And I asked if he's met anyone yet, and he said no, but he's done some chatting. Um, and the quiz was pretty detailed. I think they're on to something with it. Uh, so eHarmony has helped over a million people find their perfect match. Uh, it's built to help you find a lasting, meaningful relationship. It's not a shallow hookup site. Right now, my listeners can get a free month with eHarmony when they sign up for a three-month subscription. Enter my code ROSEN at checkout. Stop waiting and start your journey to a satisfying, meaningful relationship. It can be fun to play around with online dating apps, but when you're ready to fall in love with someone and have a meaningful relationship, there's one app that's built to bring you real love, eHarmony. Come see how eHarmony can change your life go to eharmony.com and get started enter my code rosen at checkout and if you are looking for um you know sleazy hookup sites <laughs> davesdives.net it's just <laughs> my dating site is just photographs of really really dingy hotel rooms or motel rooms <laughs> and if you like it and you swipe yes Someone will meet you there, and then you can have intercourse with them and move on with your life. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. It is amazing that the common ground that you would share with the person is an appreciation of a hotel room. (laughs) Well, we offer over 12,000 motel and hotel rooms per city. (laughs) Wow. You wouldn't even think you're particular. You live in a small town? I guarantee you we've got 12,000. Incredible. (laughs) Some markets are bigger. It really blows people away. They show up, they go, I selected this number. I thought no one's going to, boop. You get a match. I'll go have sex with them. They head over, and the result. The you can read all the comments there. It's all positive. People what love wonders it. the web has brought us. Yeah, it's it's brilliant because so frequently you think you match with someone, and then it turns out they don't like the same dingy hotel room you do. Right. Yeah, they're a Motel Six, and you're a Holiday Inn. But it's this one guaranteed. Right. Like you saw it. I know you saw it. We both saw it. Swiped. Get in here. Get your clothes off. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> How frequently have you used your own? He has Daniel. Yes. You didn't know because you were out of the room for a second. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, David Huntsberger runs a hookup site. Yeah, Dave's Dives. Oh, I know about it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what? Uh-oh. I had him run I, through some numbers with me. I was me. a beta tester, yeah. let's just say. <laughs> My girlfriend and I, we do it all the time, and you would not believe how many times we select the same one. And yeah. we're going through the whole database. This is millions of rooms, and, do you and that's wanna, how synced up we Do are. you want to end up hooking up with someone who doesn't like the same room as you? No. Of course not. I wouldn't mind it. Did you know that he has 12,000 rooms per city? I mean, 12,000 hotels. What is it? Hotels? 12,000 rooms. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hotels, that's a lot that's of... A lot. No, of course that it's the rooms guys it's the, right it's all about and, the rooms and so, you know in some of the smaller Isn't that the markets, motto it's all about the rooms it's all about the rooms that's right you've been to the site i've been to the site i'm sorry i've been to the site no more some of court. the some of the smaller markets we we do consider each room uh in a hotel room you know like the bathroom sometimes we'll mm-hmm. consider you know because there, there might not be twelve thousand actual oh, hotel wow. rooms in a smaller market so wait could you be hooking up with someone in the bathroom while someone else is hooking up with someone in the bedroom no that's the thing we do offer that but you have to click a box that's a radio <laughs> sort of i have a know. similar uh thing that i run which is like an uber for hookup hotel rooms where it comes to you it's like a the hotel room comes to you yeah it's a, like an rv <laughs> it's like it's like where am having I, sex I in there. a room to come to <laughs> yeah. me though am i in a room or just just, Am I just on the wherever road? you don't, are? Don't Got talk it. this down. We are trying to get a. Uh, this is heavy negotiation. I, love I this. can't believe Daniel brought this into this podcast because mm-hmm. we've been back and forth about this for months now. I know. I love that you guys are trying to disrupt the sex industry. <laughs> <laughs> when uh, we finally hammer out the numbers and get this mm-hmm. go and merge, which mm-hmm. we should, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. have yourself a little uh, Dave dive in Dan's vans. Like, oh, I like <laughs> this room. Yeah, Dave Dan's. dives in Dan's vans. Daniel's aunt just bought him ten thousand preferred shares. <laughs> wow, <laughs> they're like. 70s vans with mattresses in them yeah yeah we want them and i hate oh, to no i hate to no put my cards out on the table but mm-hmm. i mean it would only they would only help one another's business <laughs> yeah i i maybe there's maybe there's a, a common ground we could you know what you, know, you guys should team make. up and call it is air pnv <laughs> <laughs> or air pnp or air vnv no judgment yeah that's true I like Judgment. it. That's not what I meant. <laughs> so the van could come to you. You can either select just the van or the van could take you to one of your 12,000 rooms. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe. Yeah. Because you don't want to be seen in your car driving no. up to said motel room. Right. Although I love that you're involving a car and the room in this entire process. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like it's not just the one. You know, there is, by the way, by the Grove, there's a, a motel that it's like a really spruce they they took like an old motel and they made it real nice you know how they'll do that sure <laughs> yeah and their whole advertising gimmick is that this is a place you could have hookups for that farmer's daughter god yeah. what yeah. there's a place called farmer's <laughs> yeah, daughter but it's swanky looking it's real nice it's if you go on hotel? i don't know how it's not i don't know how how overt it is but if you go to their website you'll see it's like yeah this is kind of where you go and hook up that with someone during the day like you're asking for no one except for people who are cheating on their spouses to hang out in the hotel i had two uh, friends when they first moved to la they they stayed there for a week while they looked for an apartment oh wow what really? did they did, say about it they loved it it's nice it's actually really nice <laughs> did they find a bunch of people just coming for the day the ambiance was great it was just sounds of intercourse all day long <laughs> You get a good price when you pay for the day instead of by the hour. <laughs> we were on the smoking mm-hmm. floor, which is just where they put the hot people. <laughs> well, we'll make a billion dollars, Dave. We absolutely will. Yeah, it's going to happen. This is a this is a beautiful moment. I feel like I'm in the beginning of the social network right now. And then 10 years from now, I'll be like, Same. this is my story for when I should have invested in Dave's dives and Dan's bands. Sorkin's already working on the screenplay. Great. 
It's pretty good. Speaking of things to watch, um, Search Party. Oh, yes. So yep. good. It's fantastic. I mm-hmm. love it. I had John Early um, on my Monday show this He's week. So I love him. Mm-hmm. I love him. I love the show. I'm going to have the creators of the show on. So it's just, I'm just going to be, my Monday shows are going to be exclusively Search Party. So <laughs> you, because of you, I got to watch the whole season two. Yeah, I had access. Because you got access. It is really mm-hmm. so good. Oh, it is so sad. good. I'm sad I already watched it. I kind of want to rewatch That's- it. I'm uh, like I I've I've been watching it live and I just they just did the fourth did the episode first two. and I was yeah. so excited and I was immediately like this sucks because the first step the first season I got to binge all at once uh, and I really want to do it with this, and they're but, short too they're yeah. like thirty minute episodes it's, it's so good it's great it really but I heard recently that um at Hollywood it's one of those shows like everyone in Hollywood watches I guess. Uh, and so people around town are like, we're going to do the next search party. And that just bums me the fuck out wow. because it's like, I don't think they were thinking like, let's be the, the next, next whatever. Yeah. They just did a show and it just happened to be really good. How crazy but that it caught a, fire so quickly. I know. As a yeah. Twin yeah. Peaks guy, is, I mean, isn't that, I mean, they're in that same realm of um, whodunit kind of thing. Yeah, but it doesn't, it's not Twin Peaks in that it's it doesn't have that mystery. quirky thing. It's more of a not Hitchcock. It's, the second season is like a Hitchcock movie, but funny. And what's cool about it is that the the humor isn't jokes mm-hmm. it's it's played very seriously it's played as a as a kind of a thriller yeah it's like the character choices but it just happens to be really funny i feel like they're so good about making it like ah there's a baby crying in the background that sound good <clears throat> no <laughs> oh well, that'll that really bring you down. <laughs> I know. It's heartbreaking, right? It's really sad. Sometimes, I know. Sometimes I think, uh, as much as I love working from home, there would be a benefit to not having my studio in the house in that I wouldn't always like have one ear yeah. you know, in the other part of the house. But I, I do like being able to... Basically, I don't trust anyone with him. <laughs> so, I mean, I do, but... I like being able to sort of know, like, just be like, oh, he's just in the other room. If you, you know, could get, like, a here. soundproof, like, some sort of curtain or something that you could just, like, slide back. Or, I don't know. Yeah. A soundproof was... curtain that you can slide? Yeah. <laughs> if you could, just Look, we're that. all inventing things right now. <laughs> Did Why you also... Can't I? Who threw out the... Wasn't it you, the one at the submarine that could also just go through bridges? Oh, no, that was That, was, that was me. <laughs> okay. Oh, wait, no. Daniel that was the one Daniel. who has made it go through bridges, but right. also just said transparent. Which oh, yeah. is not what that does. I know. No, tr- the transparency wouldn't help you. I think he needs a, something porous. Mm-hmm. But I was the one who came up with the idea of a submarine that just goes slightly under the surface of <laughs> yeah. the... Just a tiny... Like, scraping three, the bottom. Three scraping. feet lower. Yeah. Then it, just the, a, it's like a lowered boat. Yeah. Is <laughs> really what it is. Basically just a toy submarine. Just like a human it's just like doing a, a dead man's float. It's like so, a, yeah. a sinking boat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, but... It only sinks a few feet, and then it... <laughs> Engage sinking! <laughs> I have a real fear of boats, you guys. Really? What? Yes. I love a good Growing boat. Growing up so close to the ocean? I know. It's unusual. Uh, there's many things that are not Orange County-ish about me. My dark <laughs> hair, my butt white skin, my lack of any athleticism, and <laughs> the fact that I don't, I don't feel comfortable aboard a boat. Um... And it's not just because I get seasick. I just, in general, feel very vulnerable on a boat. Does everyone here love a boat? I, I, like, like, I like a boat. 
I do love a boat, but I, I feel like I'm not on a boat very often. So I don't know. I used to live kind of you know, like four blocks from the ocean when I was in San Diego. And I moved away from it because like I couldn't get out on the water. Couldn't get on boats. You got so a it was lot of money frustrating. It was so frustrating. Yeah. Like, ah, here we are, the proletariat getting out of weight into our <laughs> chest. Ooh, this water's nice. And you see everyone else out there like on these nice boats. You're like, that's where I got to get to that point. <laughs> I feel like I wouldn't ever, like there's no point in my life where I'd want to be on a boat or like close to the water that much. Like yeah. I feel like if I lived in Santa Monica or something and just having to be like by the beach all the time, it's just like I either go to the beach so often that I'd hate it or I just have a constant reminder of like what I can't enjoy. That's exactly what happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> just like I can't enjoy this. Right. When did you live in San Diego? <coughs> uh, 2002 me. to 2004 in OB, mm. old burnout. Down there. There's a place called Old Burnout? No, it's called Ocean Beach. Oh, calls it I was OB. Like, what? OB, it's a way of life. Is that their town motto? Yeah. 921 OB. That was the area, or the zip code they would. I was like, the zip code has letters in it? <laughs> <laughs> they have so much OB pride. They do. Yeah, there's a little parade of all these weirdos. And like they, <laughs> the joke is calling it Old Burnout is because like it's just your classic, like, yeah, man. <laughs> You gotta live for life, man. <laughs> like there's that guy there all the time, and it's it. like it's just all these old like I don't even know if they ever surf, but they just have that beach kind of really skinny, weird body old man kind of roaming around, and and it's fun. I, the last time I went back, there was like it had more of kind of like a an aggressive vibe, like mm. bars closed, people were seeming to like trying to want to fight and stuff, and I was like, that's not ob. OB's That's not love, the OB man. way of life. Yeah, yeah, no, it's very, very pleasant. Very like, just enjoy it, man. <laughs> Hi. Hi, <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> Boy, you've been quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I had to take care of fella. He was. How's uh, he doing? He seemed very distressed. He's good. I think that sometimes he'll be sound asleep and he'll reach for his um, wubbanub and that's his pacifier with his the stuffed animal attached to it. And if he doesn't find it, he'll kind of wake up a little more. And then if he doesn't find it, then he'll sort of wake up and then start screaming. But he's really just still asleep. Mm. The second night in a row, he fell asleep sitting. Um, he was sitting up because he just didn't want to lay down. And then he fell asleep, like leaned over like a little like rag doll. Uh, and oh. then I went to take a picture. And both times he like woke up and was kind of like... Sat up again and then laid down like a normal human, <laughs> hu tiny human oh, being. <laughs> I know. He should try the quants method. Yeah. But, you know, oh, America yeah. America is raving about the quants method of sleeping we in We did chair. get like two. <laughs> what is the quants method <laughs> of sleep? It's too difficult on the fingers. I did try <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I, I tried I, it recently too. Promised, it does hurt your fingers. I yeah. promised a uh, explainer and I will put that out there. Wait, I want to hear. Demi needs to know what, what it is. And also, I want to hear what's going on with the illustration that you've claimed that you're working on. But first, I need to talk to you guys about another amazing gift. Harry's. Finding the right gift for oh, a yeah. guy can feel impossible. It's so difficult to find something that's a thoughtful gift, but also useful and practical and special. Um, Harry's makes a great gift. Before they were even a sponsor on my show, I went out and got a Harry's shave set for my brother-in-law, and he loved it. You got so, one for me, too. And I got one for my husband. Mm -hmm. And I still use it. It's good. That's right. Mm -hmm. uh, Greg Heller, who we mentioned earlier, 
exclusively uses Harry's. He's he a Harry's man. Their blades. They make amazing quality products at a super reasonable price. Uh, Harry's is a company that guys love. Over three million guys have switched. It's a practical gift he'll get a ton of use out of. And you can personalize it to make it feel special. You can get, uh, there's a personal engraving option. You can choose a color that's right for him. There's now a uh, limited edition holiday cu- colors. Um, so these gift sets were built with your guy in mind. Uh, the sets come with a German engineered five blade cartridge that provides a close, comfortable shave, foaming shave gel that smells amazing, special limited edition winter chrome and emerald green handles. And like I said, you can personalize the shave set. Uh, so no matter what you're looking for, Harry's has you covered. Um, sets come ready to gift in beautifully designed gift boxes. Gift set sets start at just $10. They're great stocking stuffers. Um, as a special offer for my fans, we've partnered with Harry's to give you $5 off your order when you go to harrys.com slash best friend. This offer is only available for the holidays. This holiday, give Harry's and give handsome. Get your holiday shopping done early and take advantage of free shipping. To get a limited edition holiday shave set while supplies last, Go to harrys.com, H-A-R-R-Y-S.com slash best friend right now. That's harrys.com slash best friend. That's cool, bro. That's the way shit goes down. <laughs> By the end of this episode, you should have all your holiday shopping done. I really should. Via me. David, is this the guy that you ran into in Old Burnout? And there were bets just everywhere, and it was just got the digis and just game. <laughs> got the digis and just game. <laughs> okay, Daniel. Mm. Explain to Demi... And the oh, listeners, yeah. if they don't know the quants method. So I invented a way of sleeping in a chair, okay? Cool as fuck. So in such a way that your head won't loll to the side and give you neck cramps. Okay. Right? So like if you're in the airplane or whatever. And it basically is you uh, clasp your fingers on your hands like this like with your... With James your, Bond gun. Yes, with a James Bond gun. And then... And I think what confused people last time, as I said, like point it up in your chin. So people like pointing it up. Don't do that because that hurts. Uh, You need to lean back. (laughs) You're off mic now. Okay. So he's leaning back. I'll describe it. (laughs) Okay. So lean back. Just lean back. Okay. Okay. Put your arms to like put your your elbows to the side. Now uh, put your four fingers up beneath your chin so that your, your chin bone is resting down on the fingers so that the pressure of your head is is on your fingers. This Mother. is a visual. Can I offer some, some things that helped me with the quants method here? It should hold your head up, yeah. Elbows in toward your ribs. Yeah. You've got the James Bond gun. You want to put the barrel, the end of the barrel of that gun where your neck meets your chin, mm-hmm. and then lean just bring t- that down. chin down. Yeah, just you got to lean the head that- down. That's right. You got to lean the head yeah, down. Yeah, you got to lean the head down. Because you got to relax all your muscles. I feel like that would hurt my fingers. It hurts your fingers a lot. <laughs> well, you can also... Yeah, I know. I was trying to get like more ballast with extra it, fingers. It doesn't hurt my fingers, but here's the thing. If you act now, you can do. You can get two more fingers for free. <laughs> We're going to send so you, you Quant's do, fingers. Yeah, so They're titanium. They have this. no ligaments or tendons. <laughs> they are strictly bone wrapped in skin. Right. They but, have no nerve endings. They feel no pain. But That's wait, right. there's more. That's right. If you if my you move your fingers down a little bit, like if you move your fingers down, it'll hurt less. Like the, the further you put them in, the more it like mm-hmm. puts strain on your your. So yeah, it's like you know any sort of setting on a, on a tightening yeah this is your nine up here all the way at the throat <laughs> i would guess and mm. then bring it on down that's for right. me i brought it to maybe a six i still didn't care for it we might throw in a <laughs> setting marker if you act now <laughs> this is free folks this is free for you to use so why not throw it all in <laughs> 
It, people need to feel like they're getting a deal. A couple True. of funny things. Someone yes. said, oh, my chin really hurts. I guess I have that meaty under chin that we were I've talking about. I've got that damn meaty under chin. <laughs> um, someone said that they were walking down the street listening to us talk about the quants method. Well, listening to Daniel talk about the quants method and trying it out. And someone was coming the opposite direction, this... also doing it. No way. That I know. That was my reaction to it. It's really strange credulity, but I believe that it's true. It's kind of funny, though. I want to believe it. <laughs> yeah. And then someone said they were having trouble with the uh, the quants method is like it's an all-encompassing it's sort a way of thing. Life. There's all sorts of things that fall under that. And one of them is a way of hanging sweaters on a hangers. So that it doesn't get dimples on the shoulders, and someone was. So I'm. What I'm going to do is I'm going to when I get my shit together, uh, do some illustrated guides for people, really, so that you can see how to do these things. Because this is this so is. So you want to hang up a sweater? Yeah, like those kind of old fifties. Oh, I like it. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe something on uh, video. That'd be a good idea. The um, I. I I need to give back to the world. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> You've given enough. You've given them the method. I I I need to give more. So, What's the next thing the quants method will be tackling? Oh my god! Do you have anything for getting into and out of your shoes at the airport without stepping on the little plastic ends of the end of your shoelace? Is there a, Q- a-, a QM for that? <laughs> no, because I don't. I try to not have shoelaced shoes in the airport. You know, oh, a workaround. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's not like necessarily a method, slip-ons. but it is a workaround. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know, honey. You know that when the inspiration strikes, <laughs> Wait, just call me, honey. <laughs> I was also. looking at I was looking at Allison, but you're my honey too. You're all honeys. Everyone who's We're all honeys. Um, well, I feel we've known each other long enough. Dude. That was a very sassy thing. To say. Just like I don't know, honey. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could do that too, right? Um, I can't. I cannot control when uh, the, the inspiration comes strikes. Out? Oh, that's him paying it forward again. This is part of the quants method. Yeah. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> Doling out schmoopy names to uh, friends and coworkers. <laughs> schmoopy names. <laughs> All right, you guys. <clears throat> Crawl out of that gravel pit. Escape talk to the us. Flem, uh, evade should, the phlegm spectrum. We should have yes. established what the uh, phlegm police in the phlegm spectrum would be looking for, because they would have definitely found us by now. <laughs> for sure, like phlegm, the leader right? of our gang. Yeah, they'd like listen for the sound of phlegm, like somewhere they're offshore, like ping. Boy, I'm getting a lot from over here. Is this? Oh, they have like a sonar. I think radar. so. Is this just yeah. the plot of Osmosis Jones or something? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Did, I try to mix in a little Hunt for Red October. Yeah, the the, the phlegm, sonar. <laughs> the phlegm police in the uh, phlegm spectrum movie mm-hmm. uh, are living in a society of perfectly clear vocals. So, yeah. I, oh, so you've got to really police those with phlegm. What if it's someone named Phlegm Spectrum and they're oddly cool, <laughs> real slick? That sounds like they a would cool, be cool name. Yeah. I'm Flem Spectrum. I'm Flem Spectrum. Think about syllabically, not the actual application of my name. Somebody has been named Flem, right? Oh, like yeah. F-L-E-M. Like F-L-E-M. F-L-E-M. yeah. Mm-hmm. Let us know if your name is Flem. Right, if your name... <laughs> if your last name is Spectrum, uh, hit us up. Oh, please let us know. Yeah. With If your name... If you're listening this still, and your name is Flem Spectrum, so I imagine they honey. probably weren't going to let us know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Or they're just gonna be like, I'm not. You know what? I don't want to. I don't want to mention it at all unless they ask for it. Shaking. One thing you'll get to know about us, Flim Spectrums, is we're private people. <laughs> They've outed me. What do I do now? All right, you guys. We have a snack chat. 
with what? snacks from China. But first, but first, but first, I need to talk about Whistle and how much I love it. It's a uh, GPS pet tracker that attaches to your pet's collar and allows you to track their location and activity from an app on your phone. And it's, it is also an activity monitor. And at first, I thought, well, I just want the GPS part because um, I've mentioned this before, but I'm going to say it again. Uh, Wendy's dog trainer, Laura London, who was on the show a while ago, Wendy is shy and she was like, with a shy dog, you really should have a GPS. I mean, with, with any dog, you should have a GPS tracker just because if the dog bolts, it's like amazing to be able to know right where they are and you don't have that stress of, I hope someone finds my dog and looks at the collar and, or the micro, just all that stuff. You don't have to worry about that. With a shy dog, especially, you want that because if your dog's, you know, runs out and is outside and someone is trying to, to get your dog, that might just cause them to run even further. So, I knew that I needed to get a GPS tracker, but the activity monitor part, I thought, well, I don't know how much I'm going to use that. Turns out that's like my favorite thing. I love being able to just look at the app on my phone and be like, oh, she's, this is when she was at rest. This is when she was active. She had, you know, this goal of this many minutes of being active today and she surpassed that. Sort of like how you have to get your steps in. Now you can, uh, you can, monitor how many steps your pet is getting in whistle is super lightweight weighs less than an ounce waterproof and has a rechargeable battery that lasts up to 10 days you guys we use smart technology for everything else in our lives why wouldn't we use it to keep our pets safe and healthy whistle brings peace of mind to pet owners across the nation for a limited time all my listeners can get 25 dollars off a whistle device when you use my code allison Go to Whistle.com right now and use code Allison at checkout. Visit Whistle.com today. Whistle, the smarter way to care for your best friend. Blow the whistle. You know, remember that song? <laughs> yeah. What was it? Blow the whistle. Blow the whistle. I don't... Got kinda... too short back in the mix? Yeah, it was too short. Yeah, it was great. All right. These are from Erica. I hope you guys enjoy these snack chat snacks from China. China has a lot of unique snacks, but these were the best options with the limited room I had in my bag. The Cheetos. So there's these two bags of Cheetos. Little, um, you can see that it's Cheetos, but other than that, unrecognizable in terms of our Cheetos. And one looks flaming hot. Oh, is that what's going Let's on? See here. Cheetos here and then flaming hot. Right. The Cheetos oh, yeah. are really like popcorn crossed with Cheetos. The blue bag is American style turkey. The red bag is Japanese style steak. Whoa. My fiance yeah. preferred what? the steak while I liked the turkey. The hard candies are latte flavored and quite good if you like coffee. I love the show. I love you guys. Enjoy, Erica. Thanks, Erica. Okay. Turkey flavored Cheetos. American turkey. We're huh. going to be like... Eating everlasting gobstoppers. All right, I'm yeah. going into the blue bag. Which one was the blue one? The blue the one tur- was the American turkey. turkey. Okay, American oh, turkey. Oh, they're like little. They look like Kix cereal. Oh, oh wow, like corn w- corn pops, corn pops. nuts. Yeah, yeah oh, pops. But yeah, they are a little bit more and a little bit Captain Crunch like. Yeah. Oh, they're whoa. interesting. Yeah, they're like crushed they're like up little, funyuns, little grains. Three people, three different takes on what they look and. <laughs> what do you think, Daniel? All right, here we go. Hmm. I'm not really tasting anything. Oh, I'm a fan. You aren't? You're I'm... not tasting salt? <laughs> and vaguely... I only ate one. Yeah, these straight up just taste like someone crushed up some Funyuns. 
Mm. Yeah, yeah, I don't taste like a, turkey. I'm into it. I definitely know turkey. Very cor- It's kind of sweet and corn and salty. In China, they must think American style turkey is just bland, bland corn flavored. Turkey yeah. is fairly bland. Yeah, they're not wrong. All yeah. right, this is Japanese style steak. They got us pegged. Yeah, there's no smelling salt that's like turkey scented. <laughs> this will wake them up. People know turkey. <laughs> like toothpaste. Okay. This is the steak one. Yeah, Japanese style steak. Ooh. I will say the first one tasted Cheeto-like. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. It, it was wasn't like, as pungent and kind of cheesy. It was more Funyuns-like. Yeah, which I which made it more pleasant to me because I feel this like is also. Mm. The listener should sure know that's a drop. It in your that hand. is not us. <laughs> Go ahead and get that bouquet. Get your hand up there. And Actually, really... the smell does help. The yeah. This smell... is also a little bit sweet. Mm-hmm. I don't taste Just steak like in this one. Japanese either. steak. The smell, will, you can get a bit of the marinade. And even as I'm tasting it, I do feel like I'm tasting a little bit of steak marinade. Yeah. Same. This one's close. The I other like one it. tastes like broth a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think it tastes helped. like a sweet steak sauce. I think it helped that we had the other as like a control group. So this is like <laughs> distinct enough that we can be like, oh, this that is, is something. a flavor. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Ooh, I enjoyed that. I'm into both of those. They both tasted good. If you had asked me without telling me what they were, I, in a million years, I never would have gotten either of them. No. I feel like it's less steak and more teriyaki beef jerky. Yes. Yeah. Maybe like sweet soy or something. Yeah. I feel like it could have gotten the flavor of like Japanese something or some sort of teriyaki, but yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. If someone asks me if I want Cheetos in the future, I will say only if they're steak flavored. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say what's the what's the country of origin, my man? <laughs> All right, let's do just me or everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? We haven't done this in a while. I know. Also, if you like what you're hearing. Thank you. Can I, can I just imitate what Allison just did? She took a drink and she went. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> right before you go. Like, oh a, like a lizard. <laughs> no, that's not what I did. What, I took a sip and you then went, I realized. <laughs> no one at home can see. What's I know. Going on. I know. Just imagine a gecko. <laughs> this mother. is a visual. First of all, I did not realize I put a D in visual. And what happened was I took a sip hmm. and then I realized there was a tiny bit of Cheeto on my lip. Oh. So I had to lick it off. Okay. I wasn't trying to do <laughs> As a gecko would a fly on his lip. <laughs> <laughs> Looking up into the light yes. very quickly. <laughs> Listen, Daniel. It's okay, honey. I had a dream that oh I was, we were having a fight. Ooh. And I, yeah. Because you, you said to me, in the dream, look at my balls. That <laughs> <laughs> you felt bad mm-hmm. because sometimes you think really critical thoughts about like how not productive I am. <laughs> That's terrible. He would not feel bad about you that. You would never feel bad about yeah. that. <laughs> I know. I think it was specifically <laughs> the fact that I haven't started my Greg Fitzsimmons podcast yet. <laughs> And I was trying to explain in the dream that, like, it's still happening. Everything's just taking a little bit longer, but it's still happening. We're working on the art and blah, 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 blah. And then what I said to you is I said, I think that you, it's a, it's a, 
it's weird this happened in the dream because it's like a real inversion. I said, I think you're upset with your own level of productivity and you're turning it on me. So the fact mm-hmm. that I said that in my own, I don't know what the hell was you're going saying on. saying it to yourself. But then I, yeah, but then I was so hurt that you were thinking, quote unquote, really critical thoughts about me. Mm-hmm. That this I, is a dream. This is just a dream. I yelled, <laughs> I hate the way you bite your nails. Mm. But that's real. You really do hate the way I bite my nails. I don't love it. Yeah. I don't love it either. It was just interesting. It was, just, it was my go-to in the dream. Did you think you were just... Yeah, was it was like the gloves, the gloves are off. Like, oh my God. If you're going to be really critical of me, I'm going to tell you how I really feel about you biting your nails. Well, that's good news, though. That means that the worst thing I guess so, in, yeah. you know, that you have stored up is that you don't like me biting my nails. Yeah. Because uh, you don't want to hear what mine is. <laughs> anyway, just mirror everyone's. <laughs> okay. Uh, that one's just you, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm licking my lips again. Am I like a gecko? Not this time. What was I this time? I didn't see let's just move on <laughs> i don't know how to lick my lips in a way that's not gecko like nails 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 <laughs> for me I, I always suck the lips in so i'm like mm, it's like oh that's a good thing from yeah. the world yeah I, I go yeah i kind of like cover one with the other yeah the problem is the is the lipstick remember how when we were young or maybe this wasn't the case for you guys when i was young the like seductive move was to lick your teeth. Lick your that? teeth? Like, just go like that. I think it's licking your lip. Was it lick your lip? Like, yeah, I don't think. I don't. I don't feel seduced. Yeah. Your teeth. Was it an eighties thing or was it just a nine like year old thing? I feel like it was an eighties movie thing where it's just like a girl would lick her lips and everyone would be like, "Whoa, yeah, oh, she <laughs> likes me." Wait, I feel like I make this gesture a lot. It's very gecko-y. Well, I'm just laughing at <laughs> because it's, because. Mm. My lips are kind of big, mm-hmm. and I wear lip gloss often, which gets things stuck on it. So mm-hmm. it's not that unusual that I am licking something off my lip like a gecko. Mm-hmm. Now I know that. I didn't know it. I, I didn't don't feel think bad it was about gecko-y. it. So you think you should slow it down? I don't know. I think I should go in the other room to remove the <laughs> Cheetos from my lipstick. Yeah. I don't know. It's like your tongue got real skinny, <laughs> and like, and then like, and then like (laughs) i hate the way you bite your nails all right that seems like a a title for like a podcast about a like fighting couple i hate the way you bite your nails that actually that would be good Hmm. bert says traumatized confused oh here we go every time i hear people pronounce aaron and aaron aaron and aaron the same way i guess is how you would pronounce i bet jeff says them differently the man's name and the girl's name the woman's name is Aaron. The man's name is Aaron. Yeah. Didn't we have this one last year? We had. We, had we always like have similar ones. I don't. Where think there we were had... two words that. Yeah, Jeff John knew. and Don. Yeah. Okay. That actually just came up on the uh, John Early episode. The Don and Don, which to me are the same. Um, I say Aaron and Aaron. Well, they're slightly different. The vowel sounds not different, but. The second vowel sound is different. Aaron and Aaron, to and me, is how is the difference. I say with a man, I say Bert, and with a woman, I say Beert. <laughs> yeah, Beert. <laughs> Beert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's how you're supposed to say it. 
Aaron with two uh, two A's begs a long vowel, right? <laughs> like you go Aaron <laughs> or Aaron. I feel I like I say both the same way. Yeah, like yeah. Aaron and Aaron. I make no Aaron. apologies about it either. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's such a slight difference. It could be chalked up to like accent, even. So it's just kind of like true. If if I knew an Aaron who was like, no, it's Aaron, I'd be like, I don't want to be your friend, man. Yeah, I feel like Bert has Bert's angry about it. Like, if he were an Aaron, he'd be in a coffee shop and someone would yell out, Aaron! Go, yeah, it's I'm, Aaron! Just, I'm not getting the coffee until you pronounce it right. Oh, yeah. you were saying Aaron. <laughs> I thought you were talking about someone else. I'm Aaron? What is it? <laughs> Arian. Aaron. 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 Oh, yeah, I know what I was saying before. If you like mm. what you're hearing, subscribe and tell, tell <laughs> the Aaron's your friends. out there don't like it. iTunes.com. Should have said that before. So, look, I do a podcast specifically for Flum Spectrums. <laughs> I exude mm-hmm. excellence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what geckos. a bad week to to uh, keep it with like pronunciations when we're all like very Flemmy and just like, <laughs> I said Aaron and Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> iTunes.com slash Allison Rosen. Leave us a nice comment, won't you? <clears throat> Aaron, go bra. John Shember says Aaron's the name it sounds like a name like you started like enthusiastically and then gave up on halfway yeah. through like Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. I like Aaron. the name Aaron. Aaron. Continue. Aaron. Go ahead. <laughs> I know too many Aaron's to I feel like do you ever hear a name where it's like you don't have it associated with bad people, but you have it associated with enough different people that you're just like, it's not a fresh name anymore. Yeah. yeah. That's Aaron for you. That's Aaron for me. Hmm. John Schember, my apologies to the Quinn Quances of the world, but alliterative names seem quite quaint and somewhat simple. I think we were talking about the beauty of an alliterative. I'm a fan Sometimes. of alliterative Same. names. I love it. I it, You just sound like a character in something. A Lois Lane or yeah. Clark Kent. That's so, great. There are some that work. I work Quinn with Quants is not one. Mm-hmm. Quinn Quants. Quants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. I like the name Quinn. Uh, the ones that are Quats. the weirdest to me are like Phil Phillips. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Chris Christopherson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'll allow it. I like Chris Christopherson. He, he, he's it their works. champion. He is. He's the king of that. Yeah. There should be a word for when someone's first name is also their last name. Yeah. Like it's Paul laziness. <laughs> it should be what a happened thing. is, uh, I don't know, like I gave up. my dad had a professor who it was professor van hooten and he named his kid newton Newton i fucking love that though Uh, apparently the kid was so mad yeah the kid is like homicidal by the time he realizes this (laughs) you named me newton van hooten (laughs) i look like i'm joking around with you newton van hooten (laughs) it's it's so dr sue it's such a good name for like either a scientist or a hillbilly yeah (laughs) yeah Folks call me Newton Van Hooten. <laughs> Are you being a scientist? I'm a scientist named Newt. <laughs> Newt Hooten. Newt uh, Hooten. Danielle. But isn't your lab in, up in a holler? Uh, well, yeah, of course it is. How's you going to make them chickens hoot? <laughs> Danielle Lynn says, get sad when I open Google Maps for the first time after a trip and the last location is from vacation. I don't have that one specifically, but I did have a laptop that I used to pretty much only use when I traveled. And there are plenty of times that I've opened it up and it'll be on Gmail and it's all my email from whenever the last time I used it was. Mm. And that's always weird. Mm-hmm. I don't like to come that like up close and personal with the uh, 
the like tracking the you of the past but the mundane details of the me of the past like oh that was the email i was sending you know eight months ago yeah i feel that way i feel like uh with the maps thing it depends on where i've gone if i'm coming home and i'm happy to be back in la then i'm like oh get that away from me but if it's like oh i just went somewhere i really liked and i have to look at like when i go to new york i come back and i see like the little grid and i'm always just it's like a weird visual thing where i see the grid and i'm just like ah i do love that grid and then i'm like well no let's go back to la <laughs> mm-hmm. but <laughs> yeah i it only bugs me when i i feel like i don't open it and look at it i open and put it a destination and then when i hit directions it says 1300 miles or something i'm like <laughs> <Right>. come on <laughs> <laughs> hmm. yeah i don't think that's ever happened to me but i can i can see that Wessum says, sitting on a warm toilet seat is fucking horrible, meaning someone else was sitting there before oh. you for a super long time. I was going to say, like, a warm toilet seat is I know, that sounds nice. Awesome. Yeah. Wessum, yeah. you're going into bathrooms right after someone left, clearly. What are you expecting, buddy? You see yeah. them. If it's that warm, you saw them leave. Right. Feel, Give it a second. But you don't want that feeling of it. It's like you're pressing butts against each other. <laughs> Just hold <laughs> off a bit. Put some toilet paper down. Yeah. Just give it 10 seconds. Blow if I can it. wipe Blow it down, it. just like if I can wipe it down to enough where I can yeah. see that it's clean, then I'm good. Right. Even mm-hmm. if it's warm. Yeah, sanitize it. And then, yeah, just get down on your hands and knees and go. <laughs> <laughs> also, on the, the way, on the guy's way out, just take a quick look at the butt. Yeah, just right. look at that butt. Make sure it's Ooh, that's hot all good. When they're walking out and you're walking in and say, hey, we're about to. Like virtually press butts against each other. Yeah. yeah. What's your butt run at? About ninety eight. <laughs> just give them a little butt stat. Just says ask butt stat, and they'll give you a number. Or just one go. To 10. Hey, hey, hot butt, hot butt. <laughs> and they're like, no, no, cold butt. I and run a cold, cold butt. butt. <laughs> okay, good, good. You're all good. I have a Daniel bathroom story. Uh oh. We were leaving mommy and daddy and me, and Daniel oh, is yeah. an assiduous home bathroom user well i'm just on a schedule where i don't need to go when i'm out and about. he doesn't he doesn't like to go when he's <laughs> I out. go in the morning and you know i'm good for the day mm-hmm. or so you thought well i was okay, sick or something yeah. <laughs> i had like some kind of okay you know, anyway or anyway yeah, i was on a different spectrum what's up turds <laughs> yeah, so wish. we were leaving mommy and daddy and me and daniel needed to use the bathroom single stall bathroom there and we were going to go to brunch with with another couple. And Daniel said to me, just tell them we'll meet, we'll meet them there. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how long you're going to be in there. And you don't know what funk is going to come. At, you know, like, So anyway, then as I was... Si- it was sick. As I was walking toward the couple, I heard him say to her, I need to use the restroom. And I thought... And I got like a nervous gut for Daniel. Yeah. Because I wasn't protecting him from this potential humiliation by shooing them out. Get out, go run now. <laughs> because I knew that the second you came out, the other guy was going to go in. Mm-hmm. And I, I worried that you'd Hot be, yeah, yeah, you'd be like upset with me. And I was like, I was like, I don't know what, I almost texted you. I don't know what to do. He has to use the bathroom. Well, I crawled out the window. In but the then bathroom. the funny thing is Daniel really did not care at all. Not he either. was amused by the whole thing. And it just made me realize women and men, not to make gross generalizations, but, for the well, I will say for me that would have been a very mortifying situation. Yeah, guys are yeah because most I got, guys are so much. More I got out and he's like, "I'm going to the bathroom," and I just was like, "At your own risk." And Allison was like, "What? <laughs> Look how the, the ease <laughs> how with which you talk like this." Well, it's like 
is he going to see you again? Who's that guy? You know? No, he's, he's a friend. He's actually a friend of ours. Oh, but, <laughs> oh, I don't know how you did that. And, and now it used to be. Yeah, well, now every time he looks at me, he just sees poopy smell. He, says, he sees hot butt, man. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> and, yeah, I don't know. It's It doesn't bother me. I'm trying to think of when it would bother me. It would bother me if, so like... Was my mom going You in? know what it would bother me is... Um, or make embarrass me is if like you had a guest for your show who I didn't know and I had gone to the bathroom and then they were like, can I use the bathroom before the show? <laughs> that would be like, Oh no. <laughs> who would be like the most embarrassing one? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. Mindy Cohn did that to me. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm not sure if it matters the person. It's just, just a, it's just a generally embarrassing thing. Yeah. Yeah. Jason Dick says, when I'm in heavy stop-and-go traffic, I squint into the distance and imagine it's an infinite red and white bracelet. I've never done that, but I like that. Oh, at night? Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool if you're on a freeway, a long freeway at night in like the desert or something, and you just see it rolling over the hills off to the horizon you just see the red and white lights that's really cool cool there was a video going around this week of like uh people leaving town for Thanksgiving oh, yeah. and how the traffic yes. backed it up and like the sort of like waves it made that were like red and white were really cool that was cool and the way it tilted up and it just kept going and mm-hmm. going and going and finally jmos for a rose says when i remember someone at a store who helped me once i very wrongly assume they must remember me too when i stop in weeks or months later yes i i often have that where i think that i've got a little friendship going with one of the store people because i happen to remember they helped me and they never remember you yeah i don't know if that's ever happened to me no one ever helps me i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) that's why you had to create dave's Dive, what is it? Davesdives.net. Yeah, yeah yourself. Because mm-hmm. you... I don't know where I'm going with this. Because <laughs> he needs his own help. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. And they never remember him when he meets up with them again. Remember. So you go into stores and you're like, remember when I couldn't reach that loaf of bread and you helped me? And the person's I, like... Well, usually it's not that kind of help. <laughs> I feel like it's just like uh, like you recognize someone you're like, hey, good to see you again. They're just like, oh, hey. And you can tell that they don't recognize you. Well, it's more like, okay, for example, when I went, the first time I went maternity shopping, I feel like I was in the store forever. And the woman, I, her name was Jamie. I know what kind of podcast she likes. Mm-hmm. We had, we really talked for a long time. And then when I went in to return some stuff, I felt like it was like, hey, it's me. Remember, you know, and she just like, did not know who I was. I, in college. Could be a twin. Ooh, that's true. Had Jamie has that. all sorts of podcast talks. <laughs> <laughs> I went to this uh, barber shop. I thought, like, I'm going to get, like, a routine where I know these guys, these two old guys cut mm-hmm. hair. People would be in there, and they'd all – everyone that was, like, there was, like, a regular and would have some sort of game they would play with them or some running joke. And I thought, like, by the time I'm done with this year, like, my goal was that they'd be, hey, enjoy your summer. We'll see you next year. And I went, like – Four, maybe five times. The third time I went in and they said, hey, in school? And I was like, all right. And like, (laughs) (laughs) this isn't working. This is not going. I'm not charming these guys enough. I'd tell them the whole story and they go, all right, see you later. And then I go in again, sit down and expect to hear like, hey, do you still, whatever. You got that dog or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they'd be like, 
So you in school? And then I never went back. I was, uh. And I think that impacted a lot of my life. Like people are working, they don't remember anyone. They yeah. don't you even need, if they have conversations. You need a colorful detail they'll never forget. Yeah. You know, it's just You like, need that smelly poop you leave <laughs> in that bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> and you come it's in, everyone's true. just like, hey, hot butt's coming in for a buzz. <laughs> like they almost dread you coming in. Like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you went to school? Leaving any poops in that school? <laughs> When I worked at Time Out in New York, it was like across the street from a gas station that had a little mini mart called, actually, I don't know if it was called Wild Bean or just the coffee that they sold there was Wild Bean, but we called it Wild Bean. And the people that worked there were so unfriendly that it became our project to Cracked tame eyes. the wild bean. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> to, try, <laughs> to try to befriend them and try to like get them to crack a smile. And they would not. Wow. Would I you do skits for them and stuff? I mean, how would you... No, it was, we saw them every day. The coffee right. was not good, but we saw them every day. Uh, and they just never... they never Their day was never brightened by our presence. I went into a place today to get a sandwich, and it, you know, you're just like... You really just want to be in and out. Like, I don't generally want to make tons of small talk. Um, and the guy was like, how's your day going? I'm like, oh, it's going all right. How's yours? He's like... Well, and then he just went on like, it was the worst day. I got to work and the line was out the thing and then they didn't have the cash register working. And then I'm just like, fucking give me my sandwich. Oh my God, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you're just trapped in that endless like listening phase where you just want to get like a foot further away every couple (laughs) seconds until he's talking to you halfway out the door. (laughs) And then you just slowly shut the door and run away. (laughs) It was, uh, yeah. You know, but you don't want to be rude, so you just act super interested. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it worse. I have a dog to tell you guys about. You are a dog. Poop on your bed. You are a dog. Poop on your bed. A doggy dog. Poop on your bed. Dog, 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 dog. Poop on your bed. Dog, 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 dog. Poop on your bed. That's what you are. Poop on your bed. You are a pooch. An ugly mutton. I have a beagle mix to tell you about. His name is Bob. This handsome and bright boy is about a year old and an easy 20 pounds. So many people are looking for a medium-sized dog. Bob certainly is. Bob's coat goes from chocolate brown to gold to white, and his face is finished off with a distinct widow's peak. Playful and friendly, Bob is looking to be somebody's buddy for life. Listeners can learn more about Bob by going to tinyurl.com slash adoptbob. Again, that is tinyurl.com slash adoptbob. I'll put a link in the episode summary of this episode. Thank you guys all so much for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you. <laughs> Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Yeah, Allison Rosen is your new best friend.